I'm listening to opinions in here. I prefer mead. You sent me to hell, Jason. I really just want to make everybody jealous. <laughs> I'm a person from Earth. You're the smartest dumb guys I've ever met. <laughs> This tethered, and that's just how the cookie crumbles, if you know what I mean. Hello, welcome to Opinions Man. and Beer. We're your host, Adam and Eamon. I'm Eamon, that's Adam. And that's Adam. And we're your hosts. Today, we've got an episode for you. Today, we're, we are reviewing beer, like we do every episode. And today is a little bit different than the other episodes that we've done recently and the fact that this this episode is going to focus on um, these different topics and what we brought up in the what? past. Huh? I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be the Smash. same. And I think the reason why is because, you know, a lot of times it's never really the same. It's never the same because you haven't joined our Facebook group to tell us what you need, you need to join our Facebook group and tell us what to talk about. What At opinions, about? and or what drink, what beers to drink, <laughs> what you want our opinions on. Okay. And join us at Opinions and Beer at our Facebook group, at our Twitter, at our Instagram. We're literally everywhere. Google everywhere. Opinions and Beer and yeah. find us, damn it. I mean, you've already found us in one instance. I'm looking at you, this. Ireland. I know you're listening. <laughs> wow. You know, I tried to dedicate a whole episode to Ireland history and Ireland news. The yeah. whole news about how one of your hospitals were, uh, were, were, uh, what did they get? They get a fine for not, uh, doing well with your fucking, your, too much pollution in one of your hospitals or something. Yeah. They got a fine. But today's beer of the day. Did you, did you, uh, so some, uh, here's some weird, uh, or not weird, but it's yeah. like some strange Irish history that me as a, a modern American, um, you know, obviously the archetype that uh, that everyone everyone looks towards whenever they're thinking of a, a, a nice, handsome American man, um, I immediately come to mind. I know that you listeners, oh, sorry listeners at home, I know you're listening to this, things are getting heated, but calm down. What, what... What me, what what like what, what people uh, contemplate whenever they bring that up, you know, it's not necessarily considered like Irish, right? But I'll tell you something that you probably don't know that I didn't know is that when you think of modern day Ireland, uh, as as a you you not as a, like a nation or whatever as a whole you usually as think an, of New Zealand a, as a union, <laughs> well yeah but like <laughs> what when you hear the term uh, Ireland or whatever uh, uh, minus minus like the weird leprechaun shit and like beer and whiskey and stuff like that okay. when you think of them as a country what do you what do you think of freedom. Well, that's Scotland, so that's immediately <laughs> that's immediately wrong. But uh, but you, what you're thinking like the IRA, like the resistance fighters, etc. Okay, yes. The people, most people. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because my whole representation uh, mentally, like of Ireland in the past, was this nation that wanted to be free from Britain, but they couldn't be. 
um, because of uh, situational circumstances, you know, centuries old, right? What I did not know is that there are two different forms of Ireland. There's both a North Ireland and there's a South Ireland. Yeah. Kind of like there's a North Korea and a South Korea. One form of Ireland is free and its own nation. Yeah, one's and the, not. And the other one is the one that's like kind of like British or whatever. I mean, it's not even considered weird for them to think of like, you know, being a part of Britain anymore because they've, they've been that way for so long. Yeah. So, it was very interesting to me to find that out. I didn't, I did, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that there were different forms. That one, one part of the nation was legitimately free and its own independent nation. So, Irish people, be sure to uh, speak out and let us know um, about. I guess a little bit more about your history. It's very unique. Today's. But what, uh, today's beer of the day is Smash Smash Sour Smash Smash Sour Mash IPA by the Blue Out Brewing Company. This is an IPA slash sour. Usually, typically, typically sours are beers brewed with wild yeast. Some brewery companies take the easy road though and use uh. Use packaged wild yeast. What do you mean by that? Not sure if they, huh? Packaged. Packaged. Pack. Oh, packaged wild yeast. Essentially. Okay. Well, so they they get they buy a product. They don't you know like right. grow their own product right. or whatever. Because wild yeast makes sour beers. Okay. Because there's like there's like yeast have like different. Um, breeds. Let's say there's different breeds of yeast. There's particularly, particularly wild. Man, I cheated. I just accidentally tasted a little bit of it, and uh, it's gonna blow your mind. It's fucking. Uh, oh damn it! I'm okay, sorry. this okay. beer. So let's talk. Yeah, let's talk more about this beer. Is six point seven percent in alcohol by volume. It has an IBU of forty. Um, little low for IPAs, but I mean, I, I feel like it's right there. Right there where it has a nice, it's, it's probably going to have a nice little. I, I've tasted a little bit <laughs> of a sip off of the can lid, and I'm like, whoa. Okay, so he's tasted a little bit of a sip off the can lid, and he was like, whoa. <laughs> this is a limited 2019 three of three. It's Made it's brewed in Austin, Texas. Oh, really? So it's a Blue it's Owl Austin. Brewing Company. I've seen some really cool glasses. I think I guess Blue Owl they sell some really cool glasses. I'm looking at it. It pictures looks like now. they have a stylized brand that they're going with. That's kind of kind of unique. So um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna smell it. So essentially, what they have is um, a lot of the uh, artwork. It's kind of like an 80, it looks like, like eight a, 80 style, etc. And then and then the text. Yeah, the text is like 8-bit, almost like a video game style. It looks like there's like a couple of different high score type stuff. So they were really aiming for this. They're very um, gaming-like. So, so like what it says on the side is uh, sour mash, single malt, and single hop. And then it says player one. Uh, Simcoe, Washington Hops. Player two, uh, Blacklands, 
uh, Texas, Pale Moon Malt. So they combined, so they mashed together. Is that what Silicone the, is hops that the mash and, means? Yes. Silicone hops and Blacklands Moon Malt. So malt and hops. They, they combined a bunch of malt and hops and sour yeast wow. to make a sour mash IPA. <laughs> you know what this sounds like? It sounds like a trash can beer. Like whenever, <laughs> whenever you were in college and you were going and everyone's like, let's make trash can punch. And they essentially threw like Hawaiian punch and then all the leftover liquors. <laughs> like that's what it sounds like this is. But I've already had a slight taste of it. So I know that it's like... <laughs> okay, I'm, so he's had a slight taste. I'm going to go ahead and try this oh, beer. Oh, fuck, dude. This is a... I'm sorry. This is a... In my opinion, from the little bit that I've tasted, this is a good IPA. Like, I feel like the IPA notes are coming out a little bit more than the sour. And for some reason, I don't know why well, sour and IPA mix we may, together. But, like... We may differ in this. Go ahead and try an actual sip. Okay. Yeah, try an actual sip and we'll see... Fuck. Dude, I, I know. Isn't this weird? Like, I'm not only, like, totally on board for an IPA, but it's a sour IPA. I don't know why this is I do really, like the combination. This is... It's not some... I'm a stout guy. Like, the... I don't know why this is hitting the notes so that I want. The... The, it, you know what? You know what it is. The, the the only thing that makes this really unique for me is the sour part. However, the IPA part tastes a lot like art art car by. You know what? You're S fucking exactly right. You're exactly right. The IPA part, like the IPA tastes and stuff, tastes a lot like art car by St. Arnold's. But the sour throws in a unique experience, a little a slightly different. It's different enough. To be its own beer away from the art car IPA. Have you have you had another instance of like a, a sour IPA like this? No, I have not. I craft beer community, please let us know. Like, please reach out to us and let us know if you've tasted anything like this. Because this is like the first, the first iteration of this that I've had, and like so I don't know why, but it feels like it meshes this may not even be their best representation of a, a sour ipa but i feel like there's like some really really good potential in oh yeah in this like like this verse of ipas it it might it might need to be a little um more hoppy um i i, I you know what would be really good it's funny because I'm drinking this beer. I'm just thinking about what would make this a 10. That's what I'm thinking of, honestly. Because it's a really good beer. But the instant thoughts that I have is what would make this a 10. And I think what would make this a 10 is if, if, if the IBUs were probably way higher. I found that IP, I felt, I, well, I found that IPAs and really bitter beers in general tend to taste... They taste, they taste good either really low or really high. Okay. When you start dabbing in the middle, because this is yeah, this is definitely middle ground. Yeah. When on you, IPAs. Yeah. When you start dabbing in the middle, it's kind of like that middle ground. You get a mild medicine, well, like like a tap, like chewing vitamins. 
like kind of like a chewing vitamin type taste. Yeah. And that's the one thing I have a problem with IPAs. I'm sure a lot of people have a problem with IPAs. But like we've seen in the past with beers such as 120-minute IPA or um, Jabberwocky, beers that are like wait, 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 120 wait, wait. Real, IBUs. Real quick, you said um, you feel like they're getting like a vitamin taste. Now, when you do you mean like a Tylenol taste? No. Or like like something like that? You like, mean like, like, like a vitamin taste? Eating a white any any white well, vitamin, biting it. White vitamin. Okay. The reason why I'm bringing this aspirin. up. Aspirin. Yes, aspirin. aspirin. The, that's that's what I'm saying. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because the active ingredient is in in Tylenol is aspirin, and that aspirin is a form of mold. <laughs> as weird as that sounds, so you might be tasting literal fermentation. Okay. Like you might be tasting that, and that's is that's fucking awesome. That's you just fucking picked it out out of this beer, and I was trying to figure out. I was like, this beer's good, but it's middle <laughs> of the road, and there's something that's just not putting it over the edge, and that's what it is. It's because of the fermentation that's taking place in it. So, yeah, that which which actually that actually means that this beer was probably canned a little early. Yeah. Because um, cause most breweries are supposed to, you, you really can beers after fermentation, like once once it's settled. But a lot of like, um, the, th- the, thing, the thing with craft beer companies is that they don't have to follow like a weird strict guideline that yeah, maybe no, a beer they can, company has to do. They can do whatever the fuck they want. And so yeah. maybe, maybe they can a limited beer a little early and the fermentation process might have not officially completed you know it doesn't stop but it's but it's so hard it like i totally agree with what you're saying but at the same time it's so hard to gauge like fermentation on sours right yeah right like because it's like their whole thing is that they're (laughs) fucking like yeah wild and yeah the whole thing is that it's wild yeah Uh, this is i'm so glad we tried this is such a unique like i'm glad to have something on here that we can bring to people and be like look guys like, this is, uh, it's so different, you know? Like, you if you go to the store, the supermarket. I prefer like, this over, you know, I compared I compared it to Art Car earlier, and I think I prefer this over Art Car. Yeah. I will say that. I just I just feel like the IPA elements are very, are very, they're very familiar. So I feel like the biggest risk they took was making this a sour as well as an IPA. They mashed the sourness. It's the yeast. So basically, they took a risk on the yeast, but they didn't take much risk on the other aspects of the beer. And so... It, you're so right. If they would have been like, look, we want to make this a sour IPA, and then we want to get... Like, a lot of these beers where they have success is... And I don't, I don't know if you at home, if you're listening, if you're a crafter yourself... Um, we do have a lot of people that listen that, that craft their own beers, at brews, etc. Um, one of the things that these people, uh, a, a, where a lot of companies are successful and breweries are successful, are the, they take these these type of beers and they know they go out there and they know that they want to make a certain type of beer, and they're like, I want to make a Berliner Weisser, I want to make a Stout, I want to make a Russian Imperial Stout, I want to make a Porter. 
they'll pick a type and then they'll pick some of the flamers they they want to add it and they'll add like a theme to it right and because of like the 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 what puts it over the edge usually is the added flavors and the theme that they go with and whether it's an accurate representation of what they want to portray in this unique beer that we're they're doing i mean i feel like honestly uh smash mash sour mash ipa by blue albering did a good job in creating a unique experience like i've never tasted a sour ipa before it goes together very well what i don't what's not putting this over the edge is the fact that it's not like a you know like a berry styled sour ipa with defined <laughs> defi- right. you know defined yeah, taste and yeah. nodes like yeah. that i can identify here man rating this is is the you know what let's save the rating for later let's i'm gonna sip on we have one more we're gonna um trade around and like sip on it for a little bit i'll talk a little bit quickly you know this has a very video game art style on it um speaking of video games mortal kombat we talk a lot about mortal kombat that's true look real quick though what is is cruising usa yeah it's either like (laughs) it's like it's like cruising or, usa or, um, uh, uh road rash yeah, yeah. um what is that the, something derby there's uh, like a, an old old, old game if we talk to ed ray he's i know freak, right he, um uh, uh speed on a uh, road on uh, speed yes fuck, yes whatever yes, the fucking, it, that the yes motorcycle one that's speed on speed. i want to say or uh, speed road <laughs> i don't know <laughs> speed okay. Uh, it's a der- derby derby car that was fucking eight bit that you could only play in the arcades, or on Shinmu Two. Pole pole uh, pole something is it was called like pole racer. Or okay. Like, ri- not, there was two two that came out at the same time, and it was Ridge Racer and Pole Pole Position. Pole Position. Pole Position, I believe, is the name of it, and th- this is what. Pole positions are you know, looked ar- like around the same time as eight bit and stuff like that. There was arcade games, and arcade games were yep. what they were pushing the future. And yep, fucking Mortal Kombat was one of the biggest games of ever. Yep, <sighs> and the re- the reason why is because they were one of the few companies, and the reason why they they spread so much into movies. And stuff like that is because the games that they were creating, they use a type of technology that no one had used before. They use film. They use what's called, it's referred to nowadays as motion capture. Yes. It was one of the first iterations of that. They took pictures and photographs of humans doing moves and etc. And it was like it was like almost like stop motion animation. If yes. you can if you can understand like how difficult that process is, like that's what they did, except they made it into a playable yeah. game. And that's why they were so successful at that point Innovating. in time. Yeah, it was true innovation like what had never been seen before. And I mean 
like when I'm talking about it, I get fond feelings because I think of like a picture of like the weird guy that played Kano. You know, the half balding guy that like walks across, slowly walks across the stream barefoot like this, like with this, you know, shoulders swaying a little bit to the left and right, ready to uppercut somebody, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy you say that. Um, have you ever heard uh, when the, the guy that made, I think it was, I think he made Quake, but the guy that made Quake was saying the biggest problem with innovation right now is that. They really can't afford it. Is that people kind of that it takes that games need to be released almost too instantly now. I think he basically was saying that we're in a society that we need things a little bit more faster than what innovation takes. And that's the reason why is because people are very uh, I don't know flaky and in the moment and then you know yeah. people have always been like that but the difference between then and now is is like people people may have asked for something back then yeah it wasn't very realistic but that you know somebody some random person might be able to think of an innovative idea mm-hmm. and immediately produce what the people were wanting whereas technology has increased so much and now people whenever they they get this uh this thought in their mind like when i think of like a new cool video game in my mind that i would like to see or um as an example let's use like say god of war like god of war just did like kind of like a reboot or whatever yeah like it was really good it was really well done um and it was uh, portrayed well and received well right so like what if i immediately wanted uh i was like that was cool i just beat that game now i want to play a god of war 2 i'd like to extend this storyline i would personally like to see kratos um, fly into the air uh, with his son and then they'll both be like <laughs> son, dad, yes we're going to heaven and then fly away and then you know maybe maybe get in some weird cool hijinks along the way Yeah, you know I had this visual representation in my mind of what I want to see and I have an expectation based on what they've done in the past etc of what I expect the future to be like because the future always has to be better. The future is supposed to be. Exactly. Because that's the expectations that we build on this. Whereas I feel I feel like the production companies now, especially as like an independent um, developer, uh, whether it be uh, music, whether it be art, whether it be video games, whether it be videos, our, our movies um i feel like a lot of a lot of modern day expectations are very fucking unrealistic like i like and you know like don't get me wrong i understand that we need to be constantly making progress yeah but it's kind of like one of the uh things that we had talked about in the past possibly on an earlier episode is i feel like maybe Maybe we as a society have been so um, 
I don't know, just developed by the internet that yeah. we have these these unrealistic uh, technological expectations where we believe that at this point in time we should already have this and we should already have that. And people agree with us. And the people that are going to go out and make these new games or these new movies, this new music, etc., they have the same idyllic representation of what we think about. Like, like they understand what we're, we want portrayed yeah. and they set out to do that, but they don't have the, the production quality and or value to be able to, to do this. And, and I think that people don't give enough, give each other enough slack on that instance. Like, like, look, man, so-and-so just, just did a reboot of their show that we haven't seen in 15 to 20 years. Yeah, they did one episode. It was amazing. Like, but you want to binge it, you know? You want to binge that, and it's not possible with, like, what what else we have, you know? There's a lot of stipulations that that stop that as well. And I think we need to uh, develop and recognize that as a community and uh, progress forward together that way that we can kind of i don't know view view it in a different light right you you know what i'm saying i feel like uh, uh, i don't know man the beer's good though (laughs) speaking about making things better in the future um man you can put me with the cynics of the upcoming model of the upcoming mortal Kombat film at first, I was, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's a new Mortal Kombat man, at, at film first, coming was, out. Yes, and it's, it's being produced by I mean, James Wan, I believe. James Wan, uh, Saw director, uh, Saw the first Saw director, and he, oh. he made like Furious, Fast and Furious Seven or some shit like that. But anyways, um, I mean that's the one that I've heard of. So he, um, he. Uh, well, I guess well he's well actually it's a, Fa- sorry no, Fast and Furious well, pro- six director. Well, he's producing it. He's producing it. Okay, Produ- the, the director, production is very different. The than... director is a first time director, but James Wan's overseeing it, and actually he's getting a lot of credit for the f- film pre its release. So like every time people say Mortal Kombat, they're saying James Wan, but really the the director that's supposed to be getting credit for directing is a first time director. And so this isn't a miniseries. It's not it's a like, film. It's not like where they brought our boy MJW back right. for, the, for like the Mortal Kombat no. legacy stuff. You, this, you haven't seen nothing about this? No, I haven't seen any. Dude. And I play Mortal Kombat like every other day. Haven't they haven't been advertising about this. Game. No, that's what I'm saying. What I can I'm tell you upset. what I can tell you is that I do know Mortal Kombat 11, the one that was just recently released, that they've been coinciding their DLC with movie characters. Yeah. Including Spawn, Terminator, yeah. the Joker. Yeah. And they're releasing all of these downloadable content characters in relation to their movies coming up. So what I can tell you is that I know the fucking release date of the next Spawn movie that's coming out. Spawn movie? Yes. What? It's going to be, not this year, but in 2020. It's going to be like 
I want to say March or something. Because you want to know why I know that? Because it's the last character they're releasing for the DLC. And they're releasing it on a very specific date away from now. Oh, wow. Where, And the, the Terminator character that they're releasing is going to be coincided, coincidentally, with the release of the new Terminator movie. Oh. The new Joker character that they're releasing as DLC, they're releasing as... Who would have guessed it with the Joker movie? Guy, I know that you may not know this, but we are so fucking advanced in our journalism that we knew about Spawn and all this shit so fucking far ahead of (laughs) everyone else, and no one believed us. We've been saying we interviewed Michael Jai White. We tried to get Todd McFarlane on, but he, he because of like some secret thing, he didn't want to agree to it. And now we know, like we knew several months ago, the reasons why all of this was taking place. Oh, it's just mind blowing to see it all. You know, it's like you don't want to be conceited. Like we don't want to be conceited, right. but goddamn, we we God tried we, we tried it. to let everybody know this, but we tried our best. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> it's just so it's it's so cool to to see whenever like you hypothe- hypothesize about a situation and then mm-hmm. it comes into fruition. Yeah. Um. But so you haven't seen. So I'll be honest with you. Add me to the cynics, because the Mortal Kombat movie. Is not looking good. Oh shit! Are you talk- you're saying the new Mortal Kombat movie yeah. that they're developing? It looks like something I that did, I you did should see... put on the CW channel. It's looking like something you should put. Like everyone they've casted so far are in their fucking our age, so it's like a bunch okay. of like. It looks like what they're trying to do is make a like a prequel movie. Where like there are like a bunch is it, of is it for people that like more is it's like it's for the fans or something it's or, like it looks like it's like they literally like, said, like, like literally the fans CW, like like be in the film like did you like the Power Rangers movie because it looks like I haven't I haven't seen it um, well go, <laughs> I heard it was good though oh I heard it was really good. oh you're saying you don't well like whoever it. liked the Power Ranger movie might <laughs> we're stepping. Uh, Guys, 100% love uh, this. I, I did not Congress. realize that this was going to be the episode that we we just <laughs> we did the 911 episode, we did the other episode. This is going to be the episode where we step on people's toes. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the Power Rangers movie, sorry guys. <laughs> sorry guys. It was kind of uh Well, it was uh because it was it was it was very I mean, you have to admit the fucking Power Rangers movie was very tweeny. Even the fucking, even the old power, even the '90s Power Ranger movies, where it's high school, te- high well, the fucking kids okay. are in high school or whatever, and it was the like kid, the 90s. kids were in high school. Yes, I guess all the kids, I guess every time they're in high school, but the '90s Power Rangers movie, even that was not as tweeny and CW as the new Power Rangers movie. And when I say CW, well, I mean like very. I mean, Look, I'll t- I'll tell you this. I know that there was there was definitely the high school out aspect, and I feel like that was probably influenced by like Buffy. No, yeah, you know? no, but I'm not I, mad about that. I, I also 
know that like there were characters like Skull and Bones in the Power Rangers movie that you know like Which they, they were, were thieves. Yeah. Like they were thieves and shit like shitty like punks that were like it's just like they would stab you in the street. Like I can't explain the I th- I feel like maybe it's the personalities or maybe it's just the aurora or they put off. Yes. There were. It's not like <laughs> it's not like high school people okay. that are Power Rangers. It's okay. like Twilight high school people that are Power okay. Rangers. Okay, you're saying they just got to high school and what? they're in love. That, are you telling that me type, that the Power Rangers movie feeling. was a love story? No, I'm saying that feel. It's that feeling. It's like that weird. It's like this weird. Like it's like a bunch of high schoolers. But they're pandering to middle schoolers. Oh, I get no, I get entirely what you're saying right now. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Where where the original Power Rangers, I felt like they didn't pander. <laughs> no, they were just no. doing their own. They were doing, they were their, doing own their own thing, thing and mainly because like, they were a ripoff of a Japanese show, <laughs> and a lot of their scenes Japanese were movie. Well, movies uh, it was like a theme yeah a lot thematic of themes thing. we've touched on this in the past with the uh, uh godzilla slash kaiju yeah, yeah. things yeah um and the, <laughs> but, the uh, like the rocket man but the thing f- you remember just... whenever they because uh, we talked about we talked about in the godzilla episode what they yeah. did was they took a random kid a random kid's uh, uh theory or whatever and they introduced it into the godzilla franchise and the reason why I bring this up is because he was just a man in a spaceman outfit <laughs> that fought. He he was able to either get into a robot or he grew to a certain size where he individually fought Godzilla and these kaijus. And the reason why this is such a big deal and why I'm bringing it up is because he was the first iteration of a fucking power ranger and power rangers respond off of this idea and it was just some japanese kid's idea yeah of a of of some some guy who's the uh what's the lightning dude's name in mortal kombat the lightning dude in mortal kombat is raiden okay raiden, raiden whatever you want to say most so, people say raiden so when i see when i see these characters in the games i'm looking at fucking like Raiden is forty god year old of, god man. of thunder slash earth realm do they look pretty much like 40 year old men raiden or like older men. Yeah, Raiden is definitely at very minimum late thirties. See, in the and the only reason why he would not look that old is because he's a god. See, and that's the thing: all the characters they're casting look like they're twenty three years old, okay. twenty five. Raiden. Now, now I, look, I looked look, at. I seen Raiden's casting. Now we cannot. Shang Tsung casting twenty five years fucking old. Is what he looks like. Well, okay, that's that's not necessarily a wrong thing, though. Not yet. And the, the reason why I'm saying is because all of these actors and you know their physical representations. I hate to say this. I'm uh, uh, when you're listening to this, I'll probably be old as fuck. I'll probably be old as fuck. But right now, when you're listening to this, I'm like 31 odd years. Okay. Okay. So like, I I have understood and come to the realization that I might be a little past my prime. I remember when I was like around 25 to 27, it was a lot easier 
to do certain things. Um, I was more apt at certain things. It's a, I feel like I could have taken my life in any direction at that point in time. They could have put a Jet Li in that and, role. And I feel like the physical representation of that is probably not wrong played out by an actor. I don't think that they the original those. actors that we had for Mortal Kombat were much more than that age group. The original actors? Yeah. They had older fucking people. They're dead now. They're dead now, but that's because they lived horrible lives. They were older when they did those movies in the 90s. We were like five, dude. They were older people. They had an old dude playing... You were definitely... They had an older dude playing Raiden. You were like five. They had an older dude (laughs) playing Raiden. I agree there, but that's because Raiden was a god. Yeah, he's played by a fucking 20-year-old dude. (laughs) And he could be like fucking... Like, you literally could put him as like Jet Li or Jackie Chan. I know Jackie Chan's fucking tied with Marvel now. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Is I'm looking at this objectively without having seen any of the pictures of these people. It looks like CW. Okay, so like if I look at them and they look super (laughs) young, then I'll then I'll be able to go on your side of agreeance. But for right now I am where I am where it's just like What do you mean? Like Jax is like fucking not Jack. I mean, there's one there. There's one iteration of Jax. It's Michael Jai White. They have yeah. to at least be that big. No, dude, fucking. My, that's not, that's another thing that made me mad. They fucking casted some like tiny ass dude that looks like. That's the thing. They all they casted all these fucking people that don't look <laughs> like they should be belong in a Mortal Kombat sh- movie. movie. So, I remember you telling me whenever they cast the character for Sub Zero. And yeah, Sub Zero. I was kind of like, uh, it's yeah, okay. like when you told me Sub Zero, and I saw who Sub Zero was, I was like, yeah. oh shit, this is actually Sub Zero's not fit. my problem. Like, it's the other casting, but they, I didn't see the rest. They, of they, them, yeah, so. yeah, no, no, not Sub Zero. They've been, they've been, they've been releasing casting but for whenever, other people. Whenever they did Mortal Kombat Legacy, they had Michael Jai White, which was a really awesome fit, and then some of the other characters didn't fit. So it's like I feel like every time they try and do the storyline, they get like two or three characters absolutely right, and then get really ra- <laughs> bad representations of all the other. And the characters. fucking writer, like the '90s Sonya Blade that they got in the movie, I feel like, like I I don't think that I can like love another like Sonya Blade representation like they had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like or Liu Kang, like fuck, it's dude, it's hard for me to think of a different Liu Kang and or Shang Tsung besides the nineties movie representation of that, right? Look at Jax. Okay. Jax, he's um uh, he's you're right, he's super skinny. <laughs> he's like super skinny. I'm assuming that this is that's sub zero, right? Um Shang Tsung. That's Shang Tsung. Oh no! That's what I'm telling you. This guy looks too nice to be Shang Tsung. You know what? But look, don't let me discredit okay, him sorry. just yet because he does look like he looks like the video game character, young okay. model, the young model of Shang Tsung. He looks like the young model. So I am seeing a few new faces. So maybe they are you good? Maybe you cast Sonata Scorpion. It kind of doesn't matter what Scorpion looks yeah. like. He does look like the. Maybe uh, the cast has been updated since I've last seen it. Dude, they're gonna take these guys' masks off. 
You don't want to know why I can tell? Because they look like the unmasked versions oh, yeah. of these characters of Sub Zero and Scorpion. Uh, Raiden, uh, Tatanobu. Kano Asano, looks too nice. I, mean, I, I like the Kano. I don't what's, know. what's 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 I'm used to Christopher. Wasn't his name Christopher Lee? Wasn't Christopher Lee Raiden in the 90s movie? Uh, yes. I mean, I'm kind of used to that iteration of him. Um, that's a little weird to me, but I guess I can see where people are coming from. Uh, Josh Lawson as Kano. Oh, fuck, man. I was so... Liu Kang? Dude, this guy is Liu Kang? Oh, my God. Okay, so I was, like, <laughs> super excited about it before. Now, looking at this cast, I, I do kind of hope, like, that they use a lot of makeup or something. I'm just, I'm really, I don't I'm know. Really That's mad at hard. Jax. That's hard. I really don't like that. I, I really don't like Jax. No. And I really don't like. Fucking okay. So people are gonna. People might be mad ab- about me saying this, but it it looks like a millennial cast. That's what I'm telling you. Fucking CW <laughs> channel. The CW it channel. It looks like a millennial cast in Mortal Kombat oh, they, character. They, they it's like it's on CW. It's like people that. It's like people that don't really fit. <laughs> but they're they're throwing them in there, God you know what I'm saying? Who's this fucking photo? like? Who was the guy that's playing Raiden? Like Raiden <laughs> has never looked like that. Like, come on, guys. Come on. Look, this is fucking. Is this the guy? That, oh no, no. That's is that James Wan or is that um? I guess it's James Wan. My bad. God. So, I don't know. Um. I mean, a couple of the characters look perfect. Like I said, the guy that okay, they, so right the in, guy that they have playing Shing Sung, he looks like an exact representation of a young Shing Sung character model. Right now, I just don't like. I really don't like Jax because he's really <laughs> skinny, and he is not that skinny in the games. No, he's buff. He's buff as AF. And then Kano. Slightly looks like the Kano from the internet series, and so he's passable. So fucking whatever. Yeah, but like he doesn't look like any video game character of Kano. Yeah, no. He doesn't look like a single iteration of a video game character <laughs> uh, Kano. Like, it looks like they changed who Raiden was, because Raiden was originally uh, the original cast member was a a younger person. So it looks like they did cast an older person for Raiden. So I'm slightly. Okay better about it um but that's about it and then um the writer though apparently the writer like his favorite fucking character is the who's the green girl what's a girl that was jade i guess jade is his favorite character and so he wanted to write the fucking script to be about jade or something or have jade what? Be- <laughs> That doesn't make sense. That doesn't even make sense but that, with the... That's uh, what the writer... The writer's but, favorite character is that character. Okay, so... Jaden uh, Katana, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, well, J- Katana is a character worth writing. Jade is literally... They decided that they needed more, more female characters, so they made a... A green color katana. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Jade was Jade was not in Mortal Kombat 2. Jade was released in Mortal Kombat 3. 3. <laughs> not 1. Not 2. 3. Okay, there's a lot of characters that happened in between then. Don't get me wrong. 
Jade is like you cannot deny that she is one of the most iconic and fun characters of Mortal Kombat. Like I totally agree with the fact that Jade, who has never look, look Jade besides the animated TV series, the because if you guys didn't know this, back in the 90s, they had a Mortal Kombat children's <laughs> animated TV no. series. No. Yes, they did. Uh, it was great. It was great. Um, that was the only... They used that TV series to explain characters like Nightwolf. To explain, It came out around the time Mortal Kombat 3. Okay. So they used that to tell the story of a further universe, including Jade's Jade's universe and Nightwolf's universe, Cyrax, okay. uh, Sector, etc. Because Mortal Kombat had they had a dedicated story in one and two, and then when they progressed to three, Ed Boon and John Tobias, it's like they reached out to a third party writer. Okay. And just got some really wild shit at the time, like so all the all the 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 scorpions of the or not scorpions but the ninjas of the Shirai Ryu and the Lin Kuei, which was uh, uh, Sub Zero's like clan or whatever. So Scorpion of Sub Zero's clan, out of nowhere, well we know where it was it was mid 90s so that's why they did that they did the cyber initiative where the characters they developed them from human characters into robots because it was fun to have cyborgs with different colors that they could claim were still ninjas and a part of these clan for the storyline and they introduced also jade which was just green katana she she has no fucking story. She's <laughs> she like she's from like she has and always has been like Katana's like personal assistant. That's Jade's story. I don't know why they're trying to fucking make a fucking whole movie about it. It makes sense. Well, that's what the writer said his favorite character was, so and that he wanted to write. He said okay. he wanted to write it off of that character. So, I want you uh, listeners and community to understand why this guy is a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I know it's I know it's weird, but like, guys, if you don't know this, so there was a uh, a type of arcade person that arrived around the mid '90s when Mortal Kombat Three came out that uh, that would use the character Jade in fights. And uh, Jade was essentially like using uh, Meta Knight in Super Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Because Jade, Mortal Kombat 3, the big difference between 2 and 3 that they introduced was the ability to run slash sprint. There was a dedicated button at the arcades that you pressed that was a run button. And so instead of like walking up to somebody dodging their attack or blocking and then doing a combo you could do a special move at them or something to Mm kind of like you can range do a a projectile or something to get them to block or like get knocked off of their shit 
and then you could sprint in immediately sprint in and then do a 10 hit combo sub-zero had a nine hit combo scorpion had about like an eight hit combo uh lu kang had like a 10 hit combo shang sun had like a 10 hit combo ermac had about like a seven hit combo jade jade's special ability was to go invincible for about six seconds. So what those people would do was they would go invincible for about six seconds and then sprint in to the opponent and then start their combo. Guess what? Jade also was the only character to have a 15-hit combo. No! And it was super easy to pull off. So if you knew that combo, you could go invincible, sprint into some an opponent's defense, and immediately start that 15-hit combo on them. And that's why that's his favorite character. That's exactly why that's that his favorite character. Exactly. That's why when you just told me that, I was like, what? <laughs> you fucking piece of... This is... One of those assholes that that sunk all of your quarters into fighting him at an unbeatable game. Like <laughs> you fucker, and you're writing the Mortal Kombat movie. Exactly. But at the same time, I can't deny that he's not a real Mortal Kombat fan. Right. Because he was around then. If you like Jade. There's only one reason why you like Jade, and right. it's because of that, you know? So he has some credibility in the Mortal Kombat world. So I do say that this is probably going to be, like, what, a 7 film? Maybe a 7. You know, like, 7 out of 10 or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like there he's going to do good, but it's not going to be what any of us envision because it's a totally different world from... An asshole. Problem, but that, that, <laughs> that is the problem, huh? Isn't the problem in most movies is that it's not what we envision? Yeah, yeah. It's like we envision something great, and they always give us something almost great. I mean, but always, it has always, at the same great. time it has potential though, because I know that that like if he's that type of person, then he was alive in the '90s. You know, he has that type of aspect, and I think that like. Um, personally, someone that has lived through the 90s, I would love to see a little bit of like weird 90s stank in modern movies because, right. you know, like you go, I, you know, that's just relatability, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And I feel like I'm probably going to get that, but I don't think that the modern person just watching this movie is going to be like enthralled by it. So that's my take on it. Uh, what do you, what, I mean, yeah, what do you say, man? That's, I mean, that's just, I'm such a cynic. <laughs> but that's just our opinion. And that's fine. Because all we got here are opinions and, and beer. beer. <laughs>